Welcome into this Five Clubs conversation. I'm Emma Carpenter, and I, along with all the other college golfers right now, am in the height of my college spring season, which means there has been a lot going on, and there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming up as well. And a lot of college teams are making some big strides right now, one of them being Vanderbilt men's golf partially due to their superstar sophomore, Gordon Sargent, who's currently the reigning NCAA national champion. He is a first-team All-American, the number one ranked college player as well. And recently, some news broke that Gordon actually got a special invitation to play in the Masters in just a few short weeks. So I am so excited to sit down with Gordon today and talk about all of these things that he's achieved and that he's got coming up. And I know that you're going to enjoy this lesson. that I welcome in Gordon Sargent. Gordon, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So we were just chatting a little bit before we, before we started here, you just got back from Augusta. I was also in Augusta. We got hit with some, some pretty heavy rain this weekend, but, um, are, so you're back in Nashville for a couple of days here before leaving for Georgia. You were in Cabo mm -hmm. before you were in Augusta. Do you get some time to kind of relax in Nashville before leaving again? Uh, well, so we had a couple of days after Cabo before I went to Augusta and then obviously we've got a couple of days. I think we're leaving Friday for Georgia, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's kind of starting our busy season now once, uh, I think we got two more, three more events in the regular season and then and it's postseason time. So we're all kind of just looking forward to the postseason. So just keeping our head down and making sure we do that schoolwork too. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't forget, can't forget about the student part, right? For no, sure. I know it. I know it all too well. Totally. Uh, I was just complaining to you about some some travel, some travel issues. But um, do you do you take some some time off like in those days between events? Yeah, I took a couple days off after Cabo just because we had played uh, three weeks in a row or like three weeks um, or three tournaments kind of in a couple in like a five week span. So took a little time off then. And then um, obviously, like you said, went to Augusta. But uh, yeah, I think taking a little bit of time off is necessary. We all uh, kind of decompress a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, looking forward to getting back into it next week. Sweet. Yeah. What, what do you do on a day off? You just like chill. You. Yeah. I, I wish I could say I, d I didn't have to do schoolwork, but usually a little bit of that and then just kind of hanging out, maybe go to like a, I think we're going to go to the Android basketball game later. So kind of just right. stuff like that. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Support, support all the other sports. Sure. I love it. Awesome. So Gordon, your team is uh, on quite a heater this spring already. I, like I said, you just got back from Cabo off a team win. You guys are three for three and win so far this spring. And you also picked up an individual win yourself. You won by seven at Sawgrass Country Club in January. This is your fourth college win. But, you know, everybody's been talking about you lately, especially in the last three months. Uh, like we just mentioned, you just got back from Augusta because you're playing a practice round because you're going to play in the Masters at Augusta National in just a few weeks. And we're going to get to all that. Uh, we're going to talk about that, of course. But before you very quickly became this superstar that you are today, you were just a kiddo playing junior golf in Birmingham, Alabama. So when did you first pick up the game of golf? Yeah, I've pretty much played my whole life. My dad um, started playing a lot of golf in college and then 
has played a little, a little bit of mid-am golf. So, uh, yeah, there are pictures of me on the golf course, like before I was even one years old, um, just kind of hanging out with him. So I played my whole life, um, played basketball and baseball as well as golf growing up. And then after sixth grade, kind of just focused mainly on golf. So ever since then, it's kind of been, uh, putting your head down and everything towards golf to, to hopefully play professional. Yeah. So you played basketball, you played baseball, you're in sixth grade. So you're like 11 years old and you decide that you want to, you know, fully pursue golf. Why, why was it? Why did you know that golf was going to be your destiny or just maybe what you wanted to do? I don't know exactly what it was. I think I just enjoyed kind of being on the course and um, obviously it's an individual sport and there's some team times like high school golf, college golf, um, some events I was in professional golf, but I kind of like the aspect of um, having some individual like work effort um, and just kind of seeing that I feel like I saw that I got the most better um, like in those years at golf. So that was just kind of rewarding and uh, made me want to keep getting better. What do you think it is about golf that feels different than other sports for you? Oh gosh. Um, I I think it's like what, what we see in college golf is that, and like in other college sports, you see that there's a team atmosphere and pretty much everything relies on the team. And obviously in college golf, like you're looking at the team results. Um, but it's also like you're having to rely on others, but then there's your aspect of what you have to bring in. So I think just kind of seeing the many different aspects of golf, like team versus individual is kind of cool. Um, just cause there's not many other sports that are like that. So how would you say that, you know, playing for a college team has been different than playing for a high school team? I, th- I feel like in high school, we had a really good group of guys. And uh, my freshman year, all five of us on the team actually played Division One golf now. So we were obviously pretty competitive and stuff. Um, but, like, we also kind of kept it lighthearted and obviously weren't practicing together every single day and stuff. So uh, the transition to college, was a, it wasn't too difficult just because I had been around some players like that and kind of feel like I had some good advice. But um, just seeing that each and every day, you're with the same guys and you're relying on them for your futures. I think something that makes college golf different, but also makes it really enjoyable. All five of you went to go play D1. Yeah, we did. That's crazy. <laughs> you guys were really, really, really good in high school. It's no wonder why. Oh my gosh. That's, that is insane. <laughs> um, so like you said, your dad got you going in the game. I know your brother plays too. So what do you think it is about growing up in Birmingham, Alabama, playing with your dad, playing with your brother that you think just started you on the path that you're on today? Just the golf scene that you were that that you were around. Yeah, I think just uh, going on to the course with my family, like ever since I've been young and there are a lot of professional guys out at, in Birmingham uh, that play professional golf. So I kind of just looked up to them and wanted to be like them. Um, and I just kind of followed them a little bit, took some advice from them um, and just kind of learned and kind of almost mimicked what they were doing. And I kind of saw results and getting better. So that was kind of motivating to know that it definitely was paying off a little bit. So I feel like that's kind of what propelled me to to want to keep getting better and get to the point where I am now. Who was like the ultimate person that you were really trying to emulate? That you really- um, well, I don't know if there's anyone, especially from like Birmingham, but like obviously growing up and like seeing like Tiger and like early master's memories of like seeing Spieth win and really he's not like too much older than us um, was pretty motivating. So stuff like that. And then um, like Smiley Kaufman and Trey Mullinax, a couple other guys in Birmingham, just kind of taking advice from them uh, has been really important too. 
So by the end of your junior golf career, you were ranked, you were the number one ranked player in Alabama and you were the number two ranked player in your entire class. So as for college recruiting goes, like I said, obviously you're from Birmingham. So I'm sure everyone was going roll tide. Everyone's going Auburn and you committed to play for Vanderbilt at the end of your freshman year of high school. So when did you start looking at colleges? Well, yeah, so there was, I think right after I committed was the new rule about, I guess you had to become a junior in college or a junior in high school to be able to start like doing the recruiting. So I'd already done like most of the process. Um, so at that point, like I'd visited probably 10 schools. Um, and I kind of, once I visited Vanderbilt and I kind of knew it was the spot for me, just having grown up with, I know Patrick Martin really well, who's, um, was a few years before me at Vanderbilt and then just kind of having the connection with the guys. So once I kind of stepped foot there and knew what I wanted to do, I feel like it was a no brainer for me. So I went ahead and made the decision. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think just the guys on the team and the coaches and then uh, my roommate Jackson Van Paris, we both committed in like the same week, which um, is, was kind of cool. So we both kind of knew we wanted to go there and we didn't want to directly tell each other that we, that was what we were thinking, but um, it obviously worked out. So who, who committed first and, and who who followed? I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I think we actually like told each other like on the same day that we both had committed. So we honestly could have committed on the same day, but no. uh, it was, no. it was probably within like 48 hours. We both called coach Limbaugh and told him we wanted to go to Vanderbilt. Wow. No way. That was a good, good day for coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that rule change, that NCAA rule change. Cause I, was the last class at least like in, cause I'm a couple years older than you, but I, it didn't affect me either. Like I had committed just before that rule changed as well. Um, yeah. And that it like just kind of switched up the recruiting process a little bit, like the mm-hmm. um, official visits, unofficial visits, stuff like that. Cause I was showing up to schools, like knocking on doors uninvited and, and coaches. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a couple interesting incidences where like, I remember my roommate Jackson, like, I think coach Simball accidentally called him one time and uh, Jackson called him back, whatever. And then like had to like report with the school and <laughs> they couldn't talk to each other for like a month or something, but yeah. Cause it's like, they can't, they couldn't talk to you, but you could talk to them. Yeah. Something weird like that. Yeah. And now an unofficial visit doesn't even like exist anymore. It's only- yeah. I, it's like, you just visit it by yourself and stuff like that. So. Right. I, I kind of had to deal with that, but it was also like during COVID was like my official visit and all that stuff. So it was a little messed up, but we're here now. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Good thing. Yeah. It's better for you now. It got better by your freshman year. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that once you kind of got on campus was when you decided that you wanted to play. Do you remember that? Like, was there a definitive moment when you're like, wow, this is the spot for me? Um, I think just like being around I remember I went to breakfast with the coaches and like a couple of the guys showed up and like, I just kind of saw like how they acted and stuff. And it was kind of different than what I'd seen in other schools, just like how polite they were and stuff like that. And my parents were really impressed with that as well. So they kind of obviously pushed me towards Vanderbilt. And um, yeah, I think just the guys on the team was the main thing it came down to who I wanted to hang out with and who I wanted to ultimately be vying for a national championship with. So you are currently a sophomore. You've only played, you know, a, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half at Vanderbilt, and you've already improved so greatly. So even with having been such a top-ranked junior player, what do you think that you've learned while being at Vanderbilt that you could not have gotten at any other school that's helped you get so much better? Um, I feel like the main thing, like I said with the guys on the team, is that 
we just like hold each other accountable. And like, I remember my friend, like follow my freshman year. It's like, he kind of came in um, and our team, like I obviously knew the guys on the team, but we weren't as close as like we are now. So just kind of like playing golf and then obviously them kind of like showing you how to really do it. And they've had the experience and stuff. So I think just kind of, it's tough. Like as a freshman, you, you think, you know, it all, but you obviously don't really know anything. So, um, and they're not afraid to kind of like sit you down and like tell you what you need, what, what um, they need to really tell you and what you need to hear. So I think the guys on the team and the coaches have been done a good job of that and not like letting anyone get like above the standards on us or like they're, you're too good to be told what to do. So we, uh, I feel like just the like ability to have like serious talks with each other is something that I've really valued at Vanderbilt and we all kind of see that helps us improve. That's really cool. Yeah. So a lot of discipline, it sounds like, but also just making it about that it is, you know, a team sport in college. It still is, even though it's individual, it's also a team sport. I feel like it can be easy with a sport like golf for, you know, it to kind of turn into a, um, an individual, like everyone's working individually and, you know, teammates competing against each other rather than against, but with each other at the same time. So for sure. Yeah. I think that's exactly what we kind of value. And we know that like, once, once we get kind of selfish, then that's where we start to kind of not to worsen our chances for a national championship. So kind of just keeping that in the blinders and not focusing on necessarily individuals results, but just trying to keep getting better. And uh, if the team's doing well, they're all happy. Fast forward to today now, you've got four college wins, individual college wins under your belt, including the NCAA national championship that you won as a freshman. So like we have talked about, like we briefly touched on, you just got back from Augusta, you're heading there in a couple of weeks. I see now, I didn't even notice before you're wearing an Augusta national golf yeah. hat. That is really cool. I got a, I got a ball marker as a tea gift. Okay. Look that exact logo (laughs) that's sweet that's a really sweet hat but so this is a such such a big deal and I'm can't can't even imagine how much you've probably been talking about it but this is the first time in 23 years that an amateur has gotten a special invitation to play in the masters and you were just chilling at home in January when you got the call that is insane so I know that you're, you're sitting at home you got the call you saw on the caller ID it's Augusta National and you gotta you gotta tell the rest of the story from there yeah it's actually funny I met um Mr. Sturba the guy who called me uh like a couple days ago um (laughs) but yeah so I was like sitting at home on I think it was like the Monday after New Year's like January 2nd somewhere around first or second um and like I just get a random call and like I don't obviously don't recognize the, the phone number but um yeah it says Augusta National in the caller ID so I just answered and I just casually say like, hello. And uh, then Mr. Sturba goes into like his, uh, like this speech kind of just like telling me like what's going on. And so I'm just like super caught off guard, then start like thinking like, is this like uh, trying to figure out what's going on? Um, and then he just kind of starts walking me through the week. So I, I was trying to like process the whole thing um, and only took in like bits and pieces just because I was like a little bit overwhelmed and, and didn't necessarily know if it was true or not, just because obviously I wasn't expecting it. Um, but then, yeah, it was actually funny. He like, so I talked to him, just like trying to process it all, went out to the golf course that afternoon and then he texts me and he's like, I forgot to ask you, like, uh, assuming you're accepting the invitation. <laughs> I'm just like well, laughing, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to accept it. I think so. Um, 
but yeah and then uh, yeah, I'll think about it I'll think about and it and then a couple of days later they like finally released it but I, it was like they told me not to tell anybody and so I didn't really I called called coach Limbaugh the day they were supposed to release something just so that he wasn't completely caught off guard um but yeah I, I was playing the Jones Cup practice round the day it, it got released and I think I was on like hole nine in the practice round and I was finally called my teammates and they were losing it but I was like guys I, I didn't know how to tell you just like straight up out of the blue oh my so your own teammates had no idea and they're playing with you yeah it was you're, so we were all sitting in a house together and like the night before like a master's commercial comes on like I've I know that I'm like I've gotten an invitation they're talking about like how cool like they're so excited to watch it. Your this face is, is turning bright red. Yeah, You're just, I'm just like, laughing over there. But yeah, it was pretty cool. No way. Do you remember what's like the first thing that he said to you on the phone that she was? Just- uh, he said he said we wanted to extend you a special invitation on behalf of Chairman Ridley. So like that's the first thing I remember. And then um, <laughs> then he started kind of talking about like the week and like the process and stuff, and that just flew like straight over my head. I was like. <laughs> I don't know what, but um yeah I I just once he said that I was trying like it just my mind started spinning as to like what was actually going on <laughs> yeah that, that's very fair was anybody in the room with you no my just my dad was home um but and he was like playing with the dog and I was like you gotta be quiet like I'm on the phone <laughs> he's like who is it and I'm like I, I'll tell you later <laughs> good thing you answered it yeah, I guess if you left me a voicemail and I like listened to it later, I, I probably would have been a little caught even more off guard. <laughs> that is insane. And I'm sure everybody else was, was just a shocked kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was like, I, I was obviously I was at the Jones cup. So I was like, I'm playing as early as possible. Like I don't want this news to break on like the, when I'm on the range or something, like then everyone's going to come talking to me. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. We like made the turn and like, I see some people like coming up to me and I was like, oh, can I just like Here let me finish the practice round first? It's to my understanding too that you've actually, even before yesterday, you've played Augusta National. Uh I went like four years ago with like a, a couple of my friends, um, their dads are members. So I remember I, I think I I think I skipped like exams in middle school or high school to <laughs> to go play Augusta. So I had a viable reason. But um yeah, obviously like a couple things had changed, like they moved the T back on 13 and a few other minor adjustments but um and obviously my game had kind of evolved a little bit so it was cool to get back there and get a whole head start on prep for the week well I mean four years ago you're not necessarily thinking like I'm teeing it up competing yeah, here yeah no it's the best in the world but it's a little bit a little bit different mindset I would have hey listen school is important school is very important but I think I would have skipped exams too yeah I, I don't regret it <laughs> <laughs> so how did it go yesterday it was good. So yeah, I was, um, we got rained out Sunday, like y'all did too. Uh, but yeah, of course, I was like, grinding it out. I was grinding it out for six holes in that, in that yeah. rain. It was tough. Yeah. So we played about six holes and call it quits, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was nice to kind of, I played like yesterday afternoon, um, played nine holes with Mateo, uh, from Arkansas who's playing one Latin America. So it was cool to kind of get some prep in and then it was first off this morning. Cause I had to catch a flight in Atlanta. Um, so to kind of walk Augusta, like first person on the course was pretty cool and just kind of go around the course in different shots and practice different masters pins. And so the Sunday pins is pretty cool. This is going to be, to my understanding, your first pro event. It's on the biggest stage. 
and golf, mm-hmm. right? So how are you currently balancing trying to focus on your college season with, you know, such lofty goals, of course, but also prepping for this life-changing week coming up? Yeah, it's been tough. I remember when I first got the invitation that we obviously still had like four more college events until it, um, and now it's kind of down to one. So it's at times definitely flown by a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think obviously the main focus is college golf right now, since we still have one more event until it, but, um, and like, I, I don't, you're trying not to think too much about, um, the masters, but obviously it's in the back of your mind and that's kind of what everyone's talking about when they see you. So I think the prep is still the same. Like obviously everything's going to have to be like a little bit sharper, uh, playing the masters, but, uh, yeah, once we get past the linger longer this past weekend or this next weekend I think I'll kind of really heighten my concentration and just kind of put my head down and get to work gotcha so I mean as of right now though you're not doing anything differently kind of in preparation yeah I would say I like went last week into Augusta and kind of worked on different shots and stuff and like I've worked with the guys over at Titleist on a few different clubs that may be more beneficial for the, the course in particular but nothing like yeah nothing like super special for it yet you're well, you're, you're going, you're trying to <clears throat> be at the top of your game anyway, obviously with, and you have been so far this season. So um, also, you know, you mentioned you got the linger longer and then the, I saw Vanderbilt men's golf. You guys are playing in the Calusa cup. That's right before the Masters. Yeah. So I'll, I'll miss, I'll miss that event. Um, but yeah, so I look forward to kind of following the guys that week and hopefully get it done. I got a, a lot of faith in them. So yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I was going to ask. It's like Im- immediately before at Calusa Pines, but bummer that you'll miss that. But it's yeah. and then immediately after, too, you guys have your home event at the Legends. Are you going to be I assume you're going to be playing in that, too, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on playing. It starts the Monday after, so might be a little tired, but I'm planning on playing and it'll be nice considering it's our home course. So I've played it enough times to yeah. know what to do. I don't have to necessarily put too much prep work into it. Yeah, the Legends is sweet. I've played out there a couple of times, but awesome. you will uh, probably be, it'll be a weird adjustment all of a sudden going straight back to college golf when you had your mind on uh, the Masters. Yeah, it will be a little different, but hopefully we can adjust at some point. So Gordon, obviously the biggest goal in terms of college golf is winning that team national championship this year, right? So you had a lot of success at Greyhawk last year individually. You were the first freshman since 2007 to win the NCAA title individually in a four-way playoff but you made that birdie on 18 so it, it is a, a unique transition to be such a great junior golfer coming in as a freshman and then now here you are as the top ranked college player you reached number one in the world as well so do you feel any pressure now here heading into the end of your season showing up to these events, showing up to the national championship coming up here soon and being the guy that everyone wants to be. Yeah. I feel like we kind of focused on this a little bit last year as a team, like we had a really good spring season um, and we were one of the teams to beat kind of coming down the stretch in national championships. And um, yeah, it definitely kind of puts all the eyes on you and a little bit pressure on you, but also if teams are kind of looking up to you, I feel like it should give you confidence knowing that like if you play your good golf then you're going to be where you want to be. So um yeah I think we definitely feel a little bit of pressure but also like just kind of using that as motivation to continue to keep doing better like I feel like this spring um we've had a bunch of different guys contributed we we haven't necessarily had like everyone has had their best stuff like last week in Cabo we have Wells our one of our freshmen winning so um just kind of seeing different guys step up is really really important and also like 
feel like last year we played really well in the spring just because we had a lot of trust in each other and knowing that like there's not as much pressure on you to play well when you know that all the other guys are going to play well too so um yeah I think there's definitely a little bit of pressure like you said but if you use it to kind of build confidence and know that like everyone else is kind of looking up to you almost just because they know that like you've had a lot of success um I feel like it gives you a reason to kind of think like why like why is that success not going to happen now like you can just kind of keep the momentum going that's cool. Yeah. That, that pressure is earned, right? Like you yeah. have pressure because you earned or you earned it because you beat everybody. So and like we, we've kind of all been there before. So we, uh, we have, I feel like we have a pretty experienced team, so we kind of know how to handle it, which is something that's important too. Yeah. I really like that too. And, you know, having all that, all that faith in your guys, um, really good feeling. I'm excited for you guys. So you guys were T1 at the end of stroke play. You were the number one seed going into match play. You ended up falling to Texas who ended up, you know, ultimately winning the national championship. What do you think is going to be different this year heading into match play? Yeah, I think we obviously won SECs last year, uh, which was the match play the last three rounds. So pretty similar format. So I think like the biggest thing is kind of understanding like where, each person is like during their match, like, are you going to play the person? Are you going to play the course? Like there's different kind of styles and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we got behind in our first match against Tex Texas tech really early. Uh, and we we're able to kind of find our way back and win that match. And then I feel like we also just got a little tired, like in that 36 whole day against Texas. Uh, so we've played, I think we've played like, like five tournaments this year, maybe that have 36 the first day. So just kind of really understanding like how our bodies react what those thirty-six was. Um, and obviously that's going to be heightened at Greyhawk when it's a hundred degrees and in, in the national championship conditions. So just kind of understanding where each person is and not necessarily changing too much necessarily in your golf game, but just understanding uh, what, what happens and what your body does when you get tired and how to kind of fix that is something I feel like we've, we've all kind of worked on. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, <clears throat> and the national championship is a, like a super, super long week. I remember people were asking you how you're going to celebrate winning the individual title. And you're like, well, I'm teeing off tomorrow morning at 645. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like the, you make the final putt and stroke play. And then like 12 hours later, you're on the first tee the next morning. So it's definitely tough, but um, yeah, I think we've kind of had a lot of success on the 36 whole days, especially in those second 18 rounds. So I think that's something we're looking forward to. And um, we we've kind of, made some progress in understanding kind of what our body and golf games kind of do once we get tired. So I feel like that's, that's a good thing for us. So what would you say that is for you personally, when you get tired, when you're on a 36 whole day, what are you noticing about yourself? What adjustments are you making when your body starts to get tired? Yeah. I mean, I think the main thing is probably like eating properly. And then also just like when we're at home kind of valuing recovery and sleep and just uh, getting your body like prime for the week and not kind of tiring yourself out. And that's where I feel like taking off days has been really important for us. Coach kind of gives us days that we're like, we have to take off. Um, which I think it's been good. Like, you know, you can always just try and keep playing and playing, which is a good, it's not a bad thing, but at some point you're going to get tired. So um, I think our main tendencies are just kind of getting like, if it's a 36 old day, there's no point to get negative early. Cause then it just kind of transitions over. Um but also like, I feel like we've had success this year just cause we finished kind of that first round strong and then just kept the momentum going to that second 18. So I think that's something we'll, we'll find important and just finding positives um, from the morning going into the, into the afternoon. 
how much are you warming up on the range that morning? Like <laughs> knowing that you got 36 holes ahead, hopefully have 36 holes ahead after winning the, the stroke play. Like, are you, you're, there's no way you're beating a million balls. <laughs> I think the first tee time last year was like 645 was like the first tee time. So it's like, at some point you're just like, you've played a lot of golf that week and you just kind of know what your fields are. So last year we went to like, I think we got back to the hotel after stroke play at like, I want to say like 8.30 or something. And we're actually up at like 4.30 the next morning. So it was a quick turnaround. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm not like a huge, like I don't like to warm up for like an hour and a half and stuff like that. So I don't know. I feel like those days it's important just to kind of get loose and then go play. Yeah. You know, and those, those early mornings are when we're doing a time change too. Sometimes like in Arizona, if it's an hour earlier there, and you're waking up at four and you're not adjusted yet. It's like three central time for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting, but um, we'll make it work. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so Gordon, something else that, that everyone is, talks about when, when they hear the name Gordon Sargent is everyone talks about a, how far you hit the ball and B how much you've grown in the last year and a half. So you're now what, like six feet tall. How much did you really grow in the last year and a half? Um, I feel like the main growth was probably like since junior year of high school, probably like three or four inches. Um, but yeah, I feel like just kind of, I don't know, just like it's been more maturing. I feel like since I got into college and just kind of understanding, like, like obviously you've grown, but like growing as a golfer too has been super important. Just kind of understanding really how to play the golf courses and stuff is like something that like Wells, our freshman this year, um, some like, it's not like his like talent level or skill levels kind of changed, but he's just really matured um, over the last like kind of off season and had a really successful spring so far. So I think that's the main thing we've seen with our freshmen. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Gordon, the fact that I said how much you've grown and you're thinking like, oh yeah, I've grown as a person. And I was like, oh, I was talking about your height. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a sign of maturity. Um, <laughs> So now, like you said, you've grown a few inches height wise. Would you, are you, did you get a lot more distance too? Has that been really helpful for you? I think a little bit, like, like if, since I've been on the smaller side, like at growing up, you kind of learn how to like create that distance a little bit. So once you grow, um, if you can kind of stick to those mechanics and stuff. So I haven't necessarily like changed my swing or anything since I've grown. So I feel like that's kind of where the distance has come from. So yeah, I've definitely picked up some some yardage from that. Um, I heard I heard that you're uh, that you didn't want your coach to know that you were doing some speed training. Is that true? Yeah. Um, <laughs> last year, I remember I Will Gordon, who played golf at Vanderbilt, um, he texted me. I think this was right before a home tournament, so like let's say around like April first, and he like texted me some like ball speed and swing speed numbers, and was like trying to like tell me that he was way faster than me and stuff. And that afternoon I had to send it back to him. They weren't um, even real? No, no. He, he sent me numbers of his, um, and he he didn't think I could get, like, as fast as him. Oh, okay. I, I had to go to the range and kind of start swinging as hard as I could, and then I sent it back to him. <laughs> no way. So why, didn't, <laughs> so why didn't you want your coach to know? You you just got to keep the ball in play? And No, it was more just like he was like, he didn't want me out there swinging as hard as I can for, like, 50 balls, but – I had, I had to send it back to him. <laughs> That's pretty understandable. Did you catch up or did you beat him? I, yeah. I was like half a mile faster than him and everything. <laughs> so come on. How, he, what was that? 
How fast was that? He, I think he sent me like his ball speed was like 192 or something. And I think I got like 192.5. And then that, that was good enough for me to send it back to him. I, I heard that you got up to 196 even. Yeah, I got um right after the Jones Cup, I got 196. Um, so that's my fastest. I haven't really like done too much like speed training, go as hard as I can right now, or coach Mike and mad at me. But um yeah, it's been obviously not swinging that fast on the course but nice to kind of have that extra year five clubs listeners who don't know there is now a pga tour U accelerated program where there's a point system and if you get to 20 points in college as an underclassman you can earn a pga you can earn a tour card so gordon currently has as you know gordon 12 points you got up to number one on wagger uh you got the ncaa individual title you got the phil mickelson award for being the top freshman um you got a point for playing in the Palmer Cup, a point for playing in the World Am Team Championship, uh, and you got potential to earn more, more points at the Masters for playing, for making the cut, all this. You could get points if you win the Haskins, Nicholas, Hogan Awards. There's like all this potential for you to earn, to easily kind of get to 20 points by the end of this year. And yet you've still said that you are definitely going to stay at Vanderbilt another year. So why is that? Uh, well, I think one thing that's really cool about that is that you can, like, you don't necessarily lose like the 20 points. So basically like if you hit the 20 points, say I hit the 20 points tomorrow, um, you could like, you don't lose the 20 points. So I could save that till after I graduate um, and then just have a PGA tour card waiting for you. So like, obviously that'd be like amazing. Just like playing college golf and knowing they have a PGA tour card waiting for you um, is something really cool. And also like, I, I just can't see myself traveling, playing professional golf right now um I've kind of enjoyed my time at college and definitely want to come back for next year and um hopefully hopefully be looking for back-to-back national championships but we'll see it's clear that you love college golf I love college golf that's why we're sitting here talking about it today um you want to keep playing do you think you'll play that fourth year as well I'm planning on right now yeah so um obviously plans change a little bit but yeah that's what I'm planning on right now too Okay, so, you know, with all that being said, what would you say is your absolute favorite thing about Cal- about college golf? Um, definitely kind of like the stories that are created during it. There's probably some that I just can't say on here, but um, <laughs> just kind of messing with the guys on the team, too, and giving the coaches a hard time and then giving us them giving us a hard time back. But also, like, the team trips are just kind of, like, unbeatable. We have such a great time, and if we if we get to go to Cabo every single year, I'll definitely be be staying around as long as possible. I, I totally get that. <laughs> totally get that. That's so funny you say that. I would actually probably say that I agree. That would be my favorite thing. Like all the stories that come from it. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, you got like a PG, like pushing PG thirteen one. I, like you- I okay, like this is this is not like the best one I have because I can't tell it. But like when we were like <laughs> like down in Cabo, like just like seeing everyone we played beach volleyball and just like seeing everyone get so into it and like how competitive everyone is like great like nobody's afraid to like spike it in someone else's face or stuff like that so just kind of having that like just being able to have a great time with each other something that I think is really special that's so fun it was just your team playing yeah it was just our team so we the coaches coaches did get in (laughs) who who was best um I'm trying to think. Matt Matthew Riedel and Jackson Van Paris pretty good because they're pretty tall. Um, 
yeah, there's not anyone that's like that necessarily bad that I'm going to throw under the bus, but uh, it's nice to see the, the coach's competitive side um, and they get into it too. Well, come on, surely, surely someone was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, Cole Sherwood could use a little bit of help, but uh, he uh, <laughs> he could use a little bit of help on the volleyball court, but no, we had a good time. That's okay. Our team, we love playing games like that too. We play spike ball sometimes. We yeah. like a spike ball phase because we were <laughs> at an event and we went to in Florida and we went to the beach and they had like spike ball set up. And then my coach, she's from Australia and she – I mean, she's lived in the U.S. a long time, though, but she had no idea what spike ball was. And she's like, I don't know if they played in Australia, beside the point. But she said, what is this? What is this? And she loved it. She shows up to practice a few days later, like, with a brand new one, and we're, like, playing it at practice. <laughs> we went that's that's kind of how we, like, I remember last year at Cabo, we played, like, pickleball a lot, and now, like, everyone's kind of gotten into it a little bit. So, yeah, there's definitely some, definitely going some, like, strands of just playing one sport. Like, we during the during the offseason we play a little bit of basketball though coach doesn't want us going like too too competitive with it but yeah we definitely yeah. get in some, in some phases someone someone on your team like rolled an ankle or something playing baseball last year before sure, that. sure would rolled his ankle last year right before regionals so that was not a not a pretty sight coach was definitely not happy with that one but um it all worked out <laughs> i was gonna say coach was probably not pleased to hear about <laughs> he was <one>. not <laughs> so Gordon like we've talked about you are so unbelievably busy competing you are playing all the time you're competing practically year-round I mean golf is a huge part of your identity right so who are you off the golf course who are you outside of golf how would you yeah, I mean, like I said I feel like we're all pretty competitive so definitely pretty competitive like always kind of doing something with sports a little bit uh whether that's like going to a basketball baseball game playing those sports um but yeah I think the biggest thing is like just hanging out with the guys on the team I feel like we have a pretty tight-knit team so we pretty much do everything together so um maybe the guys on the team could answer this a little bit better than me um but yeah I think the main thing that I like to do when we're not playing golf is just kind of spending time with other people yeah any other like any other hobbies or anything that you're passionate about off the course? Uh, I mean, besides sports, like we'll like fish a little bit as a team um, during the summers, late at night. So kind of something to get your mind off golf and anything that has some competitive, competitive atmosphere I'm, I'm into. <laughs> nice. I love that. Yeah. Me living up here in Minnesota, lots of fishing up here over the summer. Yeah. Some ice fishing. Oh yeah. I went ice fishing for the first time last winter. And I caught a fish and I thought it was really sick. We had, we had one guy on our team from uh, Harrison Ott from Milwaukee last year. So he he showed us some ice fishing stuff, but I've never been. Did you like it? No, I, I haven't been ice fishing. Oh, if, if, he, if he invites me up to Milwaukee, I might I might give it a try, but I haven't gotten the invite yet. It's a cool vibe. It's a cool vibe. You'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, with that being said, have has there ever been – a point in your career where you thought about quitting where you thought about giving up golf not not giving it up I mean there have been times where like I've taken some time off but it hasn't been like maybe you can be a little frustrated with the game but um it, usually if I take a couple of weeks off or something I'm kind of itching to get back into it so like during the off season we'll take a couple of weeks off um and I feel like that's a good reset and stuff but no they have I've obviously like 
probably <laughs> told someone like sarcastically that I'm quitting, but uh, no, I've never actually thought about quitting. All right. Well, Gordon, you got a lot of really exciting things coming up a lot in the, just a few weeks to come. So I really appreciate you taking this time to sit down with me. I got the last thing for you. I got five clubs, five questions. First thing, it's clear to me why you have won so much. You're very calm. You're very collected. I'm sure that's exactly how you are on the course too. So I'm dying to know what would be a scenario where your nerves are at an all-time high? Not that we'd be able to tell, but what, what's the scenario when nerves would be at an all-time high? Probably like if there's like a, like more when the team's relying on you for something, like if it's a, to win the national championship, it's to win your match or something like that. So kind of more of those scenarios, like I try not to put too much pressure on myself, but like when there's other people relying on you, I feel like that's kind of where the nerves get amped up a little bit. Wow. What a team player. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what is a movie that you've watched a million times, but still hasn't gotten old? Probably the hangover. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a really I, good one. I watched it recently, so it's fresh on the mind. They got all the, they got the, like the sequel. And then is there a third one too? I think the yeah, there's three, uh, two and three will never beat number one. So that's yeah. the, that's the best one. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen the third one, but I've just, I, I actually, I think I've seen it a long time ago, but it's definitely not as good. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good one. All right. Number three, do you have any pre-round rituals or superstitions? Something you do before every round? I can only have one cup of coffee before the round. That's kind of like, I don't know what it is about it, but I like one cup of coffee is just my minimum and maximum. So that, and then like, I don't like warming up for too long. So I usually probably start my warm up like 40 to 45 minutes before my tea time. Okay. Do you, do you, are you pretty good at showing up 10 minutes exactly on the dot before your tea time? Uh, I'm probably like six to seven minutes. So I'm not late, but <laughs> me too. I always do the same thing. I always like, I'm like, I'm going to go for the seven minute mark. Uh, number four, who would be your celebrity crush? Probably Margot Robbie. All right. Final one. I know that you don't hit a lot of them, but what would be the worst shot that you've ever hit? The most recent one that like actually sticks out to me is we had qualifying on our home course and I hit like the 10 holes, just like par four, like you like a three wood and then like a seven iron. And I remember I hit it like pin high right and just completely bladed a chip into the water. So that was probably the most recent, like just like absolutely terrible one that sticks out to me. So yeah, Um, I don't know if I've had like, I'm trying to think of like shanked one in a tournament or actually, yeah, at the world amateur tournament in, uh, the world amateur team in Paris this like last September, I, there was like, we played with France the first round and there was like 300 French people following our group, whatever. And they think this American is going to put on a show for them. And I remember I cold shanked one on this one part three out of bounds and everyone was like, Oh, <laughs> that was probably a pretty bad one too. That's so funny. The reaction. Everyone's like, Oh, yeah, I didn't no. know what to do. <laughs> But the funny thing about like a shank in a tournament too is no matter how good you are, everyone's done it. Like yeah, everyone's done it. They like they don't. It was just funny. Their reaction just like makes you feel like so much worse because it's like <laughs> you know that they're not like necessarily good at golf, but they're just like not expecting you to do that. So it's just like wow. That's all. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Hopefully, it didn't rattle you too much. That was all good. All righty. Well, Gordon, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much again for joining me. This was this was a blast chatting with you.
Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we wish you wish you the best of luck in the weeks to come and best of luck in the rest of your career. I appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the college season. Thanks. Thank you so much, Vanderbilt sophomore Gordon Sargent, for joining me today on Five Clubs and filling me in on everything that he's got going on and coming up. So we really look forward to watching him tee it up at Augusta National in the Masters in just a couple of weeks. We wish him the best of luck in his future career. So thank you, Five Clubs listeners, for tuning in today, and I will see you next time on Five Clubs.